I really believe this is going to be the year of the blessing. I think we need to go back and look at Deuteronomy 28. Amen. Well, ladies, when I texted Tanya this morning, I gave her the title of the lesson, and then I thought she'd probably have to shorten that. (laughs) But we're going to talk about what does God see? God the Father see? What does Jesus, his son, see? And what does the Holy Spirit see? And that's what we're going to talk about today because we are, we are supposed to see what the Trinity sees. And I've been studying a book, that, an older book that I've had uh, by E.W. Kenyon. And he got into some of this and he talked, I think I, I always text Karen Wilkins these thoughts that I get from this. But we're going to be talking about each one of them has a mind. And what do they think and what do they see? And we need to implement that in ours. So uh, our last Bible study, I'll go over just a couple of things before we, uh, before we dismiss for the holidays, was on the power of a seed. And so I want to mention a couple of things that we said about the power of the seed. And we said that a seed has potential. Isn't that just awesome to stop and think about that? A seed, and everything comes from a seed. God's words that he spoke were seeds that he spoke that will grow into something, that will become something. Amen? So a seed has potential. And don't lose sight of the seed that you planted all these years. Now, I, I gave this as a, a word I even wrote down, it was on December the 17th, 2023 that the Lord gave me this word and I had left this sheet of paper at home so I tried to give it from memory but it's been a blessing to me of what he had to say about seed time and harvest time. Seed time and harvest time and this is what he said. Just as there is a time to sow seed for your todays and your tomorrows, there is also a time for your harvest. There's always a time for your harvest on every seed that you have sown. And this is what he was saying. Just as you have been sowing for your tomorrows, tomorrow has now come for your tomorrow's harvest. Now that takes some thought. Your harvest has been stored up for such a time as this on some of your seeds. So get ready and resist fear of what man says about the financial economy. Instead, say this, my harvest is on its way. It's coming. I don't know from what direction, but God knows. And he is gathering your harvest from the seed that you've been planting, that you've been waiting for such a time as this. Your tomorrows are in the seed you have sowed over the years. I've stopped and thought a lot about this prophecy that he said, this word. I'm going to read that part again. So some of your seed, in other words, some of your seed that you've sowed over the years The time was not right for the harvest on those seeds. But he's saying, those seeds that you've been sowing for years, it's now time for the harvest on some of those seeds. Okay, and then he went on and he said, uh, you may have thought, where is my harvest? Well, it is time now. It's been growing, I loved this, It's been growing and multiplying all these years. Isn't that just the neatest word from God? I can't make that up. But the Holy Spirit knows. And that just has encouraged me so much. Well, he's not through. Well, basically. But anyway, so it's been growing and multiplying all these years. So the seed that you've been sowing all of these years has not necessarily been for today. But they have been for your tomorrows also. 
And so start calling in those harvests, the harvest, because there is a time. Remember, there's seed that you sow, there's time involved, and there's harvest involved. And he really began to minister to me the fact that harvest time is not always at the same time, but it depends on the seed. What did you sow that seed for? Well, it might not have been time last year, but you've been sowing for your tomorrows. Every time you sow a seed, it's also for your tomorrows. So don't wonder, where's my harvest? Because I believe today's message is that we're going to start receiving the harvest that we have been sowing for years. I believe with all my heart. And God didn't tell me this, but I just believe this, that this is going to be the year of the blessing. I really, I, I feel it, that this is the year of the blessing. So, you know, we've just got to go back and, and maybe go over those blessings again and start prophesying them over ourselves, Start prophesying them over our family. Start prophesying what the blessings are. Forget the curses. Because you know what? Nothing can overcome a blessing that God has, has blessed us with unless we let it. And then... Um, like I said, this was December the 17th. And then he said, think of an acorn seed. Think of an acorn seed when it is planted. The tree is in it, but you don't see it. It's time is for the future. You will see the harvest on that acorn in its time. So that, that just came to me when I was reading and studying and just being with the Lord and and it was very encouraging to me to understand hey we've got harvest that we sowed a long time ago that it's time it's time for your harvest is that not un just awesome our God cares about us and that's why it is so important for us to know what this word says because it is a seed for our future. This word is a seed, seed for our tomorrows. It's a seed for our healing. And so we're going to get into some of that here in a few minutes. Well, we haven't even got into today's yet. So, a seed has potential. And you've got to look. When you sow a seed specifically and know, your, know what you're sowing it for. Say it. Okay, so, and, and then do we have to protect that seed and keep it in the ground? Because it has a future harvest. Are you getting this? Every seed has a future harvest. Don't give up on your seed. Don't start denying it. Don't let it go. You start saying, I've got seed in the ground that I planted for this years ago. Or yesterday, or today. And it, it, it has a harvest in it. I don't have to make it happen. But the harvest is in the seed. I don't know. Are y'all getting this? Because I've been thinking about this for a long time. So we've got to protect what we've been confessing. And not let sickness, disease. We have some ladies here that Lois's husband passed away this last few months. Cindy's daughter. We can't let these things. And in two years, I buried three siblings plus a husband. You know why I can stand up here and teach? Because the word is in me. Amen. It's not just on this page. But you will come out of whatever it is that's had you bound up. If you will stick and continue to say what you have prophesied, so you're going to start prophesying. If this is the year of the blessing, then you're going to go back to Deuteronomy chapter 28, and you're going to start seeing what you've been uh, blessed with. Every single thing you set your hands to do is blessed of God. You're sitting here writing with your hands. I mean, I get specific. That's, that's, you're being blessed. Praise God. Isn't that exciting? I'm just so excited about this year because revelation knowledge is coming. Yes, yes. I believe that. 
And revelation knowledge will cause us to act. Because we've been hearing the word and hearing the word and hearing the word. But it's coming to life. Start speaking to yourself. The word that you've been hearing all of these years is now bringing life. Because there's life in it. There's absolute life in it. So, so if you have a need, then find the seed of the word in this word right here uh, that will meet that need and start saying it. And start seeing it with the eye of faith. Praise God. Uh, if we would stop and take a look at our life right now, this, today, right now, right where you sit, we could see what we've been sowing into our life. If we've been sowing the word of God, or if whatever, if we have allowed Satan to sow into our life, into our thought life. And if we see, when we look at our life today, the things that are wrong in our life, that are not what, that does not agree with what the word says, then, and that's what we've been talking, then we have allowed Satan to sow those thoughts into our life. And that's an entrance that he has is through our soul. Now we do know this setting on your shoulders is your mind, your will, and your emotions, and your thought patterns and your speech problems come from speech uh, comes from up here. And he wants to influence that. He doesn't want you to live out that blessing that God has prophesied over you. So, according to this right here, it says. That we are blessed to be a blessing. Well, I wonder if I'm a blessing to anybody. But you see, we're, we're to be a blessing to, to everyone, not just in money. That might not be the need that you have today. That might not be the need of someone you see in Walmart. We have got to become sensitive to the Spirit of God. Because if I'm blessed to be a blessing, it's going to be in many, many ways to be a blessing. So don't always think, it. well, it's money. It's not. It is not. So, let's, you know, Susan was talking Sunday morning about it's time we grow up. Mm-hmm. And, and for us to be, administer grace to those that are not on the level that you're on. Administer grace to them. And then she went on to say, let us be a part of their growth. Now, you you really need to stop and think about that. I want to be a part of your growth. And And even if it's an area in your life that you're stumbling in, then I want to be a part of your overcoming that. Because I am blessed to be a blessing. So you need to start prophesying that over yourself. And I prophesy that I can see your need. When I look into your eyes, I ask the Holy Spirit, show me. And when I come to ladies' Bible study every, every Tuesday, I always make this statement. Father, show me what you see in these women. And he will. Praise God. So, girls, we've got an exciting year. I mean, selfishness is leaving. This is our Red Sea moment. <laughs> our Red Sea moment. But I'm, I just am so excited about it. Praise God. So, this word says that we are blessed to be a blessing. I am the blessed. So are you. So are you. The blessing of Abraham is mine. But the blessing of Abraham is yours. And, you know, in Deuteronomy chapter 28, I don't know, we may have to go and study all that all over again. But he says that you're blessed going in and you're blessed going out. He says you are a blessing. So you're redeemed from the curses. But I want to ask you, are you? Are you? Yeah. So they're gone and I'm nothing but the blessed. 
in Genesis, let's, let's turn to Genesis, no, to Galatians chapter 3. Let's go to Galatians chapter 3 real quick. What do I see in your eyes today? I see that you are excited. I see that you're receiving. I see hungry hearts. That's what God's seeing. Amen. So Galatians chapter 3. I want to see where I want to start here. For number 26 it says, For ye are all the children of God by faith in Christ Jesus. Then he goes on, and I'm going to go down to verse 29. And if ye be Christ, then are you Abraham's seed and heirs according to the promise. This, this word that we're, we're reading today talks about you're blessed with Abraham's blessing. And we are heirs according to the promises. You're an heir of God. Everything Jesus has is yours. It's there according to the promises. So start confessing these things, prophesying over yourself. You're Abraham's seed because he was faithful to God. That's what the word says. So he also goes on to say that we are heirs. What is an heir? I looked it up in Webster's Dictionary. Good old Webster. It's one who is entitled to inherit or to receive another's property. An heir. Whatever Jesus has is yours. Because he says you're an heir of his. So, I'm entitled to receive what was his. You know, uh, I'm just going to give you an example right here of being an heir. Back three years ago, my brother in Port Orchard, Washington, passed away. All of a sudden, he had a heart attack. Well, he's one of the 11 of us. But Donnie and I were very close growing up. And his wife had passed away. And they had no children. So where does his inheritance go? Because it made, when he passed away, I became an heir. But not only that, every one of the, his siblings became an heir. We were blessed with what was his. It became mine. I inherited it. But so did my brothers and sisters inherit it. Is that not an example of, I mean, we are heirs, and we are joint heirs with Jesus Christ. Now, I'm not going to tell you how much it was, but it was enough for me to remodel my kitchen. So every day, after I took those walls down, I thanked Donnie. I said, Donnie, thank you so much, brother. I'm telling you, this is awesome. I took those walls down between the living room and the kitchen. Everything's open. And that's, I inherited. But you know what? You inherit what Jesus has. Is, I think about it because that's all inclusive. Amen. But not only that, but siblings I mean, you're, you're, you know, we're all part of the family. You're brothers and sisters of Jesus and children of God. And he says you are blessed. Hallelujah. So, you and I are supposed to receive whatever has been promised to Abraham. The promise was to him and to his seed. So you may need to do some study and looking in see what you've inherited and you're not claiming it. Okay? Praise God. So the blessing of, of God overrides the curses. He says, I am blessed. 
So that blessing that he has pronounced upon me overrides all those curses. Satan can't steal that unless I let him. So we've got to use our mouth, haven't we? So the blessing was released when God spoke it. He released it with words. Those blessings were not taken back. God had to think about this blessing before he spoke it. And then he liked what he thought, and he spoke it, and he released it. And it's still out there for you and me. Amen? So it was released with words by God. That blessing is still in effect. This is the year of the blessing. That's where I kind of get this thought. And man cannot curse that which God has blessed. You need to know that. Revelation knowledge. You just tell the old devil, hey, the blessing overcomes anything that you would try to bring against me. So God said, you shall be a blessing. You are blessed so you can be a blessing. And I saw this as being more than blessing someone. Like I said earlier when we started this, uh, more than blessing somebody with money or food or all of that type of thing. But this is what the Holy Spirit spoke to me. He said, when you go into a room, when you go into Walmart, God knows about all, he knows about Walmart. <laughs> Did you know that? He's there. Amen. So he said, when you go into a room or you go into Walmart, I thought that was hilarious for that thought. When you go into Walmart or a grocery store, I think what he was saying to me, everywhere you go. And, and um, I'm going to start over here. When you go into a room, to Walmart, grocery store, a blessing just walked in. I loved this thought that when I, when, ladies, are we going out to eat today? Yes. Mexican. We're blessed at that place, I want you to know. He looks for us every Tuesday. <laughs> but when we walk into Las Palmas today, we go in as a blessing. Why? Because we're blessed. Amen. So get a hold of this. I just love that. Everywhere I go, when I walk into some place, blessing just arrived. Bonnie the blessing just walked in. I hope y'all are getting this. Because I think it's going to change us. We're going to become more people conscious, you know, with that kindness and that love and and being a blessing to them. So I, I just think the Holy Spirit's funny sometimes. I really do. Uh, he has a sense of humor. But Deuteronomy 28 says, when we go back to study those, that all these blessings uh, shall come upon you, but they won't just come upon you. They're going to overtake you. Not so I will just have them, but so I can bless others. That's the first chap, uh, chapter one, I mean, verse one, I think, of Deuteronomy 28. So I can bless others with what he has blessed me with. You know, we don't need to let the blessings that we are blessed with just store up somewhere. But what do you have and what can you do that will be a blessing to someone else. Well, y'all know me and my five closets. But I empty those pretty often. Not empty them, but I empty out of them. <laughs> you know, because I, I can't empty them. They won't get empty. Now, I want y'all to get this. Why will my five closets not be empty? Because I'm sewing them and they keep coming. The blessings keep coming. But it's unreal at, at how I, you know, when Tanya said something this morning to me about the reason she did all of this is she wanted to bless you. She wanted you to feel special. I loved that. So I started blessing me by using my dishes. You know, I said, I can wash this dish. You know, I, Oh, just be a blessing. You could even be a blessing to yourself, ladies. 
I think that's exciting. So I don't use near as many paper plates as I used to because I'm using some of what I do have. But Dee, she's just so awesome. I tell you this woman, she's part Indian, big boned. I mean, she changes her tires. She jacks her car up at my house and will fix the brakes. You know, I mean, she'll do anything and can do anything. She is a blessing to me, and, and so I bless her. But she told me when I unloaded her this last time, all this stuff, she said, oh, I'll take anything you'll give me because your stuff's so much better than mine, I get rid of mine and take yours. <laughs> now, you know that blessed me. Yeah. That blessed me because, you see, everybody doesn't have what you have. And they might would love to have some of what you've got. Oh, anyway, we're talking about being a blessing, amen? It, it is fun. It is fun to be a blessing to someone else. And it's good for our mental health to give, amen? Okay, so the blessings will come upon you and overtake you for a reason, so that we, we can bless other people, not just so we can hoard it up, okay? Okay. Uh, as we're ending the year 2023 and we're entering 24, I started thanking God. I went around saying this because it was coming out of my spirit. Father, I thank you. You know, we're thinking New Year. I, I thank you for newness of life. Everyone in here can use a little of that. Newness of life. And that can involve a lot. But I started confessing that and saying, thanking him. Well, I thank you for newness of life this year. Life is going to be so good. It's, it's a new life. Things are, are new. So I started thanking him for it. And then I, st I wrote it down. I didn't bring that note. I write all kinds of notes. And I thank you that my senior years are blessed. Because you see, those of us that are, I don't know what they consider senior. Do you? When do you stop from being middle-aged to senior? You know, I don't know. But you're all going to be seniors someday. <laughs> you're not there yet? Well, well what's a senior? <laughs> we got to stop and think about some of this. Don't you love ladies' Bible study? So I started thanking him for my senior years that are blessed because I am what you would consider a senior. My next birthday, I'll be 84. And you know what? My daughter-in-law's planning my 100th birthday. She's serious about it, and I've been grieving with it. I mean, that's just going to be, what, less than 20 years? Or, you know? But my senior, senior years are blessed. I know they are. Because the word tells me that and I confess it. And you say, well, what if things come against you physically? I handle it. I just keep going. I tell my body, you're going to get up. You ain't going to become a couch potato. Because when you start becoming a couch, I don't know where I'm going with all this. Do y'all know where I'm going? Giving you advice for when you become a senior. <laughs> but when you start let it, becoming a couch potato and all you watch is TV, your body starts deteriorating. I don't care what age you are. It'll start deteriorating. Praise God. Well, that's lesson number two. So, <laughs> those are things that I started saying. I, I'm thanking him for newness of life. I'm so excited about that. Father, what's, all's what's involved, Father, in this newness of life for me? What's it going to include? Where's it going to go? What am I going to be doing? You know, do you ever think like that? Mm, I don't see very many hands. Okay. <laughs> so, now there is a connection between this word right here that you have on the table and my mind. For my senior years... All of this is connected with my mind for my senior years to be blessed. The word has to make a connection to your mind. It has, it has to be connected up here. Because we're in this world, but we're not of it. But yet we're in this world so much that we hear all the negative thoughts about becoming a senior, for example. 
or about this or about that. We hear all those negative things. So we've got to, somehow we've got to clean out the closet of our mind and we've got to replace it with what this word says about you. There is a connection to your mind from this word. It has to be connected to it. It doesn't happen overnight. It's a process. You've got to become more diligent. I spend probably the first two hours every morning listening to ministers. Of course, you probably don't get up at 4.30. But Pat and I do. I, I listen to her every morning about 4.30. Because she, she's releasing blessings. But, you know, I love that. That's her ministry, I think. It's to bless our day. But you do have a lot of wasted time. That I think this year, there's going to, I'm just prophesying this over you. There's going to be a deeper hunger in you. I know, I find myself saying, I've got to have some more of the word today. Now, do I watch other things on TV? Yes. But it's not priority. Girls, if you don't listen to reflections at 2 between 2.30 and 3 every morning on your TV, you're missing a blessing. That music is nothing but worship. And that's when I go to sleep. Because I'm in the presence of Almighty God. Now, talking about sleep, God, you're just... Mm -hmm. I'm just going to let the Holy Spirit continue to lead in this. I, I was praying... You know, we go to bed, especially as seniors, and we say, thank you, for the sweet, Father, for that sweet sleep. And so I was praying over a lady last night. Father, I thank you that she's going to have sweet sleep tonight. And it rose up in me, what's that? I said, well, sweet sleep would be without pressure. Sweet sleep is greater than sleep. That's what he was telling me. And I started praying sweet sleep over this situation. I said, thank you that all the pressure in her mind is gone. And that sweet sleep overtakes. And it will be more restful to her body than just sleep. Why? Because... It is to the mind. It, it, the sweet sleep deals with your thoughts. And he just began to minister to me about sweet sleep. So now when I speak over myself at night, I know more about not just sleep. Because I say, oh, you've got to have so much sleep. You know, you've got to have eight hours. Well, you need sweet sleep. To where all of those old thoughts are gone from your mind. Are y'all getting this? Yes. It's going to be a good year. Amen. If you'll just listen and perceive what the Word is telling you, you can have greater sleep than just sleep. Well, I prophesy that over us. I'm going to have sweet sleep from now on. And you know, I am. But my words used to be, you know, I can hardly wait till daylight. I feel like I'm wasting going sleeping. I used to say that. Karen, you remember when I used to say that? I just thought it, I used to think it was a waste of time to sleep. I and I said it. And used to, three hours a night was good. But it came from the words of my mouth. I had exactly, well, I had to change that. And now I'm saying, sweet sleep come. At night, I say, I command you, sweet sleep, you come. Now then, I just receive that sweet sleep, so good night, Father. I don't know. I'm just telling you some of my secrets. <laughs> but we've got to put this word and understand what it's saying when we have it come out of our mouth. We need understanding with what we're saying. So, okay. So. You can have sweet sleep. Now then, the next statement was, don't limit your life by your age. Exactly. 
Yes, age is just a number. But we have a tendency to, to limit our life by whatever age we are. And I'm talking about even from birth of a child. We prophesy over those children. But if you don't watch as you get older and you get back to, well, the Social Security days, you know, if you don't watch, your vision will change. This is better than y'all think. Well, he's preparing us for something, I think, for long life. <laughs> but really and truly, oh, you, you ha in your mind you'll think, well, I don't like what comes with having to draw Social Security. Well, praise God, I, I'm thankful I can draw it. Amen. But don't let it muddy up your mind and up your and your vision of what your life is going to be like. He still said you are blessed. I don't care how old you get. And, and the age that you are right now, it doesn't matter. The blessing is still there. It has been released by God's words, and it is yours. Because, girls, you are blessed. Now, you've got to start saying that over yourself. Amen? And if anyone in here needs help in what do I say about this or what do I say about that, we'll help you. We can find the word in, right here that will be the seed that will meet your need. There is a seed to be sowed for every need, and I believe that. Okay, so don't limit your life by your age. You, how do you fight these thoughts? You fight them with the words of your mouth. You start saying what the word says. So, okay. Now, when I say go, I want y'all to go, and I want you to start counting to ten out loud. Go. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Stop right now, and I want you to say, I am the blessed. What happened to counting to ten? What happened to it? What'd you do? You stopped it. You stopped that thought with another thought. Now that's a simple example. So what happened to counting to ten? You forgot all about it. Well, if you will begin to say what this word says, I am the blessed, you'll forget about not being blessed. I just love this word of God. But I love the Holy Spirit who teaches me. Tell you where I am I in time. We'll keep going. Okay. So, well, we're going to get into this before we run out of time. So, I was, right, uh, I was reading the book by E.W. Kenyon, um, The Healer. And the things that I'm fixing to say to you next are things that he wrote in this book. And they have really ministered to me. So, he said that, you know, the Bible right here says that we have the mind of Christ. Pause and think about that. Do you ever just stop and think about what he says? What does it mean to me that I have been given the mind of Christ? So these are some statements that he has made. Uh, he goes on in this book to say what the mind of the Father God sees and what the mind of Jesus sees and what the mind of the Holy Spirit sees. I never thought about it. About the three having a mind to see. But they do. So the mind of the Father, this is, this is what he wrote in this book. The mind of the Father, what does he see? He sees that we are perfectly healed and perfectly free from sin because he laid our diseases and our sins upon his son and Jesus was made sick with our diseases. That's what the Father God sees. Regardless of whatever state you're in today. I'm going to read that one over. And if anybody is interested in these things, these, what the mind sees and the Father and all of that, I can write these off for you next week. But the mind of the Father sees that we are perfectly healed. 
and perfectly free from sin. Because he laid our, he sees this, because he laid our diseases and our sins upon Jesus. He sees that of what he did. And, and that Jesus was made sick with our diseases. That's what God sees. I'm supposed to have that same mind. I'm supposed to see what God the Father sees concerning all of this. And the next one was the mind of Jesus. So, what does Jesus see? In his mind, he sees that we are perfectly healed because he can remember. Now, that stood out to me. What we see in this word, don't lose sight of it. We need to go back and remember what Jesus sees. So, in his mind, we are perfectly healed because he can remember when he was made sick with our diseases. Jesus remembers that. And he remembers when he put our sins and our diseases away. That's the mind of Jesus. And I'm supposed to have his mind. I have his mind. That's what I'm supposed to see. Now, this takes some time thinking on these things, but I've been thinking on these all through the holidays. Okay, the third one was the mind of the Holy Spirit. wonder what the Holy Spirit's seeing today. In his mind, we are absolutely free from both sins and sicknesses because he remembers when Jesus was made sick and when he was made sin. He remembers when he raised Jesus from the dead. The Holy Spirit remembers that. He was involved in that. So, you know, Romans 8 and 12 says that if this same spirit dwells in you, what spirit? The Holy Spirit. And if this same mind that the Holy Spirit has, if that same spirit dwells in me, it will quicken, make alive my mortal body. So, I need to remember what the Holy Spirit remembers. If you're under attack today, see what he sees. See what Jesus sees. See what the Father God sees. And remember what he did. He said, if this same spirit, and that same spirit dwells in me, and he does in you. So what he sees is that we are quickened. He says we are already quickened because that spirit is in me. And because that spirit is in you. This is a lot of remembering, isn't it? And I think that's where uh, we are overcome in this world with all kinds of problems is because we don't remember. We don't remember what the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit has done to set us free. But we are free people. We have been set free. So, then Jesus was made free from our sin and our sicknesses. Both ha uh, he said both had to be put away before his resurrection, and he is now seated at the right hand of the Father. Praise God, Jesus is. So wherever you are in life, even today, it's important that we think and see what the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit sees. You know, I, 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 lo I love to just sit and think about this. What are you seeing today, Holy Spirit? Jesus, what are you seeing today as far as my life is concerned? And he's going to say, remember what I did? Remember, remember, remember. Praise God. So the word needs access to my mind, and it does to yours too. And most important is my mind needs this word. Your mind needs this word. Okay. So ask yourself, what does Jesus see? 
I thought about getting a bracelet, but I can't do this, but uh, I'm not the one to do crafty stuff. Making, remember the, what does Jesus say? Yeah, Yeah, what would Jesus do? We need one that says, what does Jesus see? What does Father God see? What does the Holy Spirit see? What does he see? He sees what's already done. What's already been accomplished, that's what he sees. Praise God. So, the word, my mind needs, my mind has to have this word for me to overcome. This world has pressure in it. It has disappointments in it. It has hurts. Oh, the hurts, you know, that we go through. And if my mind does not have this word in it, you, I, could, I could be overcome. I could give up and say, what's the use? But when our mind has been fed this word and we continue to feed it regardless of what's happening in our life, if I will continue to feed it, the word will be stronger, become stronger than whatever it is that's trying to overtake you. Praise God for the word. Praise God. So we need to focus our attention on what Jesus sees and let, and let our speech line up with what he sees. So when I look at you all here this morning, I'm looking at you to see what Jesus sees. I don't see your personality. I don't see what you've said or you've done. I see what Jesus sees. You know, that will help us to be kind <laughs> when we see what Jesus sees what the Holy Spirit sees because he only sees the good in us. Now Satan sees the bad and he will work on that that part. That gives him, when he sees the bad and we're not seeing the good, then that's an open door for him to enter into our life. So we've got to see what the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit sees. Now I want us to go to Job 15 real quick because my time is getting close. Um, the, I, I came across this when Susan was teaching Sunday morning, and she didn't bring it up, but I did some cross-referencing while she was teaching. So, uh, Job 15, oh, and we're going to start with verse 1. Uh, now, Eliphaz, Eliphaz, I don't know how you pronounce his name, This is what he was answering and he was saying about Job. And I thought this was very interesting. Now you would have to go back. I mean, I just, I did the Matthew Henry commentary. It is so long that it takes a day to go through what Matthew Henry has to say. So this is him uh, talking uh, to Job. He says, should a wise man, and you know, Job was considered wise, Should a wise man utter vain knowledge and fill his belly with the east wind? Should he reason with unprofitable talk? Your reasoning about something should not be unprofitable talk. Don't talk unprofitable things, he said. Or with speeches wherewith he can do no good. Wow. He was really getting him, wasn't he? Well, this is instructions for me. Yea, thou castest off fear, Job, and restrainest prayer before God. And and when you do some study on that, he's talking about you don't fear God anymore. You don't love, you don't respect, you don't fear God anymore. And uh, you quit praying. So he was talking to Job here. He says, for thy mouth uttereth thine iniquity. Wow. So my question is, what have I been saying? And thou choosest the tongue of the crafty. Thine own mouth condemneth thee, and not me. Yea, thine own lips testify against you. I just stopped and I, you know, I've been thinking about that about the mouth and how that we condemn ourselves. 
We bring things on ourselves. We're not supposed to quit praying. We're not supposed to quit honoring and respecting the Father God because we think we're so wise. But Matthew Henry, like commentary said, it's so long, and you just, he gets into so many areas of our mind and, and about our words. And, and he says that unprofitable talks can be evil talk, Matthew Henry says. And we will give account for those idle words. Not that God is going to condemn us, but we condemn ourselves with all of those idle, unprofitable words. So in, in closing, uh, I want us to think about what we're letting come out of our mouth. We've got to line it up with what God the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit sees. And start saying, Let's, don't say things against yourself. Don't say things that are unprofitable. I love that word, unprofitable. Because our speech was given to us and created for us to use as a blessing to ourselves and to other peoples. And I found, just like he was talking to Job here, that he had brought so much on himself because of his unprofitable words. So my prayer for all of us this year, we're going to learn how to talk. We're going to talk the Word of God. And listen, there is a seed for, in this Word for whatever you need. And if you need help in any of this, we will spend time with you. And we want to be a blessing to each other. Amen? But not only that, I love it because we're going to eat, those that want to, in a little bit. And we're going in that place as a blessing. That guy mentioned it to me one day. I went by there and got something to go. And he mentioned how much he enjoyed this group of ladies coming into that restaurant. We're being a blessing. Praise God. The, just the smile. Just the laughter. Did you know laughter is good medicine? And we can just bless a restaurant by going in and being happy instead of griping and complaining. Bless those waitresses. Hallelujah. Give them a big tip. Anyway, I'm getting off. Anyway, we are, you are blessed. We are a blessing. And I want us to start saying that about ourselves. I'm a blessing everywhere I go. I carry the blessing with me in Jesus' name. Amen.